Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Tech Guide, episode 486. Hello and welcome to the show. Thanks for listening once again. My name is Stephen Fennec and I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. It happens to be our 11th birthday today. On this week's show, Samsung has tested its new upcoming flagship Galaxy S22 smartphones. Australia has lost a record $323 million in scams in 2021, and three in five Australians working from home are unhappy with their internet connection. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a listen to the Bowers & Wilkins Zeppelin all-in-one speaker system. Canon has launched the EOS R5C, its first full-frame ca- full 8K camera, and Boost Mobile is offering more refurbished iPhones through Coles Supermarkets. And we'll answer all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, we're only weeks away from the release of Samsung's new Galaxy S22 range of flagship smartphones. Uh, it was in January last year when they hit us with the S21. I think CES, the virtual CES, had barely finished. And Samsung were out with the new S21 devices. This year, the rumoured date for their unpacked event is going to be, is, is I'm hearing February the 9th. So early to mid-Feb, we're going to hear about the new range of Galaxy S22 phones. There's going to be three in the range. There's going to be the S22, the S22 Plus, and the S22 Ultra. But another thing, they, they, they released a teaser video. So it's basically just like a rectangular shape and all this smoke and, and stuff that was in their video, so to try to build up a bit of hype there. But uh, their one of their their people, uh, Dr. Rowe, who's their head of their MX business, their mobile business, also released a blog and kind of confirmed a rumour that has been buzzing around since the middle of last year. Uh, and, and people, fans of Samsung, and in particular the Galaxy Note, will we'll remember that there was no update to the Note last year. Instead, we got the foldable devices. The, the Galaxy Z Fold 3 inherited the S Pen uh, compatibility, so you're able to draw on that screen, but there was no Note. And we were thinking that, well, the Note's been benched. Has it been benched temporarily? Has it been benched forever? Has it been killed off? And Dr. Rowe, in his blog, basically said he, he hinted very strongly that the features of the note 
are going to be included in the S22 Ultra. So he's, uh, his quote was there, they're going to be looking at a noteworthy S series, which uh, to me, and the rumors, the rumors are pretty consistent that the S22 Ultra, which is at the top of the line, is going to have a slightly different design, slightly wider size, so it can fit the S Pen in its chassis. That was the thing about Galaxy Note. It had room for the S Pen. Last year's S21 Ultra, the Galaxy, that was S Pen compatible, but you needed a case and you had to, the, the S Pen was loose. It wasn't part of the device. So what we're going to see with the S22 Ultra is basically it's going to be the Galaxy Note with the features the Note fans love, including S Pen, uh, it, it's high performance and all, all that ability to be productive on the move, but they're also going to combine that with the Galaxy S features like a, a fantastic camera, superior screen, larger screen size as well. So I think that's what we're going to we're going to get. So for Galaxy Note fans, I'm afraid you're probably not going to see another Galaxy Note ever again. But it's not dead completely. It's it's not gone because the features are going to be moved to the S22 Ultra. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. The S22 series, uh, as I said, mid-Feb, we're probably going to hear, hear about them, early to mid-Feb. And there's been so many leaked images on the web, I think. Uh, it's very hard for companies to keep secrets nowadays. There's so many leaked images and renders. And on our story on Tech Guide, you'll see that the S22 and the S22 Plus, so they're the, the two entry-level devices, they have a triple camera system. Now, the S22 Ultra has five cameras, five lenses. I don't know what you do with five lenses, but... More lenses means better, I guess. But uh, in terms of screen sizes, the S22 is going to be have a 6.06-inch screen. Now, that was once considered a big phone. That's now their base model. And the S22 Plus is going to have a 6.5-inch display. And the S22 Ultra slash Galaxy Note in disguise is going to be 6.8 inches. And, uh, and the renders I've seen of the S22 Ultra have not only that familiar, more squarer, rectangular shape, but also the renders have a little S Pen sitting next to it. So that's kind of a dead giveaway that it's going to be noteworthy, as they said. The other renders I've seen also show the design has kind of evolved from last year. Remember last year, the camera module sort of stuck out of the back a little bit. Uh, this this appears from these renders that all these leaked images. It appears that the camera module is now more a part of the rear panel, so it's not as doesn't stick out as much. Remember the a couple of years ago, the, the the camera bump was just was massive on the new Samsung on the S twenty. I remember it was huge, but uh, it appears that they've they've got the message in that that's a little bit smaller now. But five cameras. What do you do with five cameras? The the S twenty two. Uh, S22 will have the triple camera system. So we're talking camera systems with a main main camera of 50 megapixel. But then you move up to the S21, the S21 Ultra, and you're looking at a 100 megapixel camera. So I think it's uh, 
more the merrier, I think. So S S twenty S twenty two and S twenty two plus main fifty megapixel S twenty two Ultra will actually have a now a one hundred and eight megapixel main camera among its five camera systems. Uh, so uh, uh, Samsung always with the Galaxy S series that's always been their flagship phone, flagship camera in the phone, and it's always been where they push the envelope in those in those features. So uh, it's interesting. I'm looking forward to getting these in my hand and, and actually seeing because I was a big fan of the Galaxy Note. I was very, I was a bit disappointed that uh, the there was no actual Galaxy Note on its own released. So it sort of hit the end of its end end of the line for the Galaxy Note. But the features we know and love of the Galaxy Note aren't lost to us. It will be part of the S22 Ultra. So you're going to have to go for the bigger the bigger, most expensive device, which will be the Ultra, for you to enjoy those Galaxy Note features. I had a lot of positive responses to Galaxy Note fanboys and fangirls of, the, of that particular device. And there are a lot of you, they were very happy to hear that, that S Pen will be part of the device, not something you have to carry around in your pocket. It'll be actually, you better slip it inside the chassis. That's what we're hoping for, and that's what the rumours suggest. But if you want to find out more about the S22, the Galaxy S22 series, and you want to see those renders and images, you can check all of them out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Next up is, uh, this is a sad, sad story, a sad report this is, because we have fallen victim to a record $323 million we've lost to scams in 2021. And this is according to the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, that's the ACCC, and their scam watch, which uh, which receives all this information. They, they get reports from all of these scams. And that figure of $323 million, if that wasn't high enough, it's 84% more than the previous year. So 2020 was 175.6 million we lost to scammers. That figure has increased by 84% to $323 million. The number of scams were that were reported, 286,608. That's just in Australia, mind you. That's up from 216,086 from 2020 so you think you do, do the math that's that's a, a, a large chunk of the population that has been scammed and these are the only the ones we know about i'm pretty sure that there are a lot of people too embarrassed to admit that they've been scammed and that have just copped it sweet they haven't done anything about it so uh, these are the ones that have been reported investment scams also topped the list as the most damage and most damaging and the most the most costly uh, we're talking a record $177 million lost to investment scammers. Scams uh, accounted, investment scams accounted for more than half of all money lost to scams. And in particular, the age group 65 and over were the most impacted. So $52 million just in that age bracket, just on investment scams. And over 65 tend to be the least experienced with tech, yet the most trusting of people and companies. And they, they, they're, they're, the, they're least likely to suspect anything suspicious. That, that's changing, of course. We're, we're really, they've learnt the hard way now. But I think that anybody, we've come to a point now where 
we have to be vigilant all the time. It's not like, oh, it'll never happen to me. I reckon every one of you listening probably would have received a text message trying to scam you, an email trying to scam you, perhaps a phone call from a strange part of the world. I got a phone call from Belarus. I got a phone call from Singapore. And I'm sure, I'm positive that every one of you listening now has had that phone call or that text message or that email. And the part of that, the big part of that, and the one that they're trying to contact you is also for in phishing scams. So they're trying to coax out your personal information. Uh, you know, your bank account appears to be locked. You need to resend your 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 account number and password. Send it here. And unfortunately, people have fallen for that. That that's the sort of phishing scam. Phishing is trying to get information from you. The second, the second most popular scam or most lucrative scam, I should say is dating and romance scams. That that alone netted $56 million, more than $56 million just in 2021. And, and these are the, 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 the scams uh, also include things like false billing, um, threats of arrest or threats on your life. I think there have been a lot of robocalls saying, oh, there's been a warrant for your arrest, your taxes are overdue and all this, and a lot of people have panicked and, and paid out money and... So you've got to be really careful. It, it, it's, not, it's not like this is never going to affect you. This is going to affect everyone. But, but years ago, the focus on staying safe online was not getting a virus. So the big thing was don't click on the link because you might install something, a virus, and it was just, it, it was just to, to, to mess around with your system. It's not like you're going to lose t- a ton of money. It was just an inconvenience. But it's totally shifted. And if you if you are receiving emails, if you are getting those phone calls and text messages, you really have to be extra, extra careful. Assume it's a scam. I think that's my advice is to, and I tell my parents this too, they get a lot of calls and stuff as well. Anyone should assume that if there's a call coming in from someone you don't know or a message or an email with a link or something like that, I think it's best to assume they're trying to rip you off and then work backwards. So if you, for example, get an email from the Commonwealth Bank and you happen to be a Commonwealth Bank customer, I wouldn't believe that email. As genuine as it looks, as tempting as it is or as urgent as it might seem, I wouldn't trust it. I'd go into the branch, double check that it's legit. Just that added time that you take could save you a lot of money and a lot of heartache. Other other tips, I think, is I think the old adage, if it's too good to be true, if it looks too good to be true, it is. So don't think, oh, I've stumbled upon the bargain of the universe here. I've received this offer for me to make a, a million dollars in a month. It's too if it's too good to be true, go with that. Trust your gut, it's too good to be true. You're not gonna don't take the risk. That's what these these scammers try to tempt you. It's it's like gambling. If people think, oh, I'm gonna might have a bit of a bet and I, I might win. If if you if that's your feeling when you get the that that email, um, the alarm bell should be ringing because no one is gonna email you out of the blue to help you make a million dollars. Just consider that. Who's gonna do? Who's gonna give you do that sort of favor for you? Nobody. It's someone trying to rip you off. 
be very careful. I've listed, there's a lot of tips to avoid being scammed that are here and a lot of these stats as well that you can check out on Tech Guide. I, I'd recommend look at these stats, staggering amounts of money that we're losing, and I think don't don't yourself become a victim. So follow these tips. Really be careful out there. Don't trust anything that you receive. If it seems like it's genuine, double-check it, triple-check it. Go to their website. Call them on the phone. Double-check it. Don't don't be fooled into thinking that you're under pressure to do something, that you're you're under arrest or anything like that. Be very, very careful. If you want to read more about that, and I recommend you do, those figures are staggering, and also those tips to avoid being scammed, you can find all of that in our story at techguide.com.au. Moving right along from being uh, people being losing money in scams to people being unhappy with their internet connection. This is some research just released from CanStar Blue. This is that uh, telco comparison site. You can check check and double check stuff here if you want to, if you're getting the best deals. Uh, but they've interviewed a bunch of Australians and found that three in five Aussies working from home are unhappy with their internet connection. That's 60% of Australians being frustrated with their connection while working remotely. And that's a lot of people. A lot of people are now doing that and are still doing that. I think that there's a lot of people uh, who are going to continue to work remotely even though the, their offices are open. That That's the, having a, a fast internet connection or a reliable internet connection or a consistent internet connection is what we want, and and the first, last year when, or in twenty twenty, I should say, when the pandemic was at first started, it really tested the NBN, and and the NBN to their credit came through with flying colours. The, the it was the ultimate stress test for the NBN, and it passed. But the Canstar Blue research shows that dropouts were the most common complaint. Forty two percent of those surveyed said dropouts on their NBN connection were the most common problem, followed by speed issues, 31%, and installation hassles, that's 9%. So it is that 34% of Australians say they still intend to continue to work from home at least one day a week in the future. And uh, so I think it's really important that we have that ultimate connection. In in fact, fourteen percent of these of those surveyed in the CanStar Blue research said their connection issues came at the worst times as well. Imagine during a Zoom call or me important meeting, uh, it, there was issues with that because the, the, their connection wasn't fast enough. In fact, it forced twelve percent of those people to turn off their video because of the unstable connection. So the first thing that people do, because the connection that can't handle the upload, the download, whatever's happening, to reduce the burden of the data, turning your video off and just having audio, that's a, that's a lot less data that you have to upload. That often solves the problem. But the, the other issue is they can't see you because you've turned off your video. Uh, so the, what, what CanStar's done as well, they've launched their own speed test tool. So you can, there's a link on Tech Guide. you can check your speed and the reliability of your service. Now, you know what? It's it's one thing to check your speed. I, I know that dropouts are something that just happen. I, I, don't, I don't know how to how to remedy that, I, I, whether it's something from your telco that you need to look into or, or that, but speed is something you can check and something you can improve 
in your in your home. Now, there's no product around that will ever make the internet come into your house faster than it already does. I have to stress that to a lot of my readers and listeners. They think, what 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 modem can I buy to make my internet faster? And I'm thinking, well, you tell me and we'll both know because there's no such product. Your internet connection is determined by your telco. You're on the NBN. so And now we can choose our speeds. So the speed test tool, here's a little tip for you. The speed test tool, and it's pretty similar to the, the speed test that we, the UCLA speed test that you can do anyway. What I recommend you do is connect a laptop or desktop to your modem with an Ethernet cable, run the speed test. And that figure should be close to what you're paying for the NBN. So if you're on a 50 megabit per second, it should be 49 or 50. Or if you're on 100 megabits, it should be like 96 or 7. So it should be close to what you are paying for. Okay, that, That's the speed. So you know coming into your house, that's what you get from the modem to a device connected with a cable. Now the next thing you do, and I've seen a lot of people complain about their NBN. It's not the NBN. It's their Wi-Fi that's the problem. So the next thing you do, so do your first test, laptop or desktop connected with a cable to your modem. Do the speed test. Should be nearly exactly what you're paying for in terms of your speed that you pay that you on your plan. Next thing you do, grab, a, grab your wireless device, so a phone, a tablet, a laptop on your Wi-Fi network, go into the middle of your house, Run the same speed test. Now, if that if the speed you get on Wi-Fi is drastically lower than your speed that you had from the device connected with the cable, then it's the Wi-Fi that's the issue. And anyone who signs up to the NBN, that yes, they get a modem, and yes, there's Wi-Fi included in that device. So it's a modem router. Modem part, great. Router part most of the time is not good enough to serve larger Australian homes. Even people in apartments complain that the the Wi-Fi is not suitable. So what I'd recommend is do the test, and if it do, if it is actually your Wi-Fi that's letting you down, then go with a mesh Wi-Fi router. The, our, our great sponsors Netgear they put out the Orbi. That's I, I use that here, and it, it's been the one that is that solves the issue. There's also the Eero, which is available through Amazon, and the Google Nest Wi-Fi. I've listed links to all my reviews of all of those. Uh, so that that's another option if you upgrade your Wi-Fi to mesh Wi-Fi. And what mesh does, it has a device that connects to your existing modem and has these two, one or two other satellites. So they all talk to each other, they ping each other, and you'll find that creates a consistent Wi-Fi network, consistent speed, so what the speed you're paying for, you're still getting on Wi-Fi around your home. That's one thing you can control. You can't make the internet come into your house faster. I wish you could, but the Wi-Fi is what you can control. So keep an eye on that. The other thing too, I think we need to make sure we're on the right NBN plan as well. So if you're on like a lower speed plan and there's like eight people in your household, or you've got three kids, four kids, and everyone's trying to fight for bandwidth, then I think you probably need to go up to a higher speed to give you more bandwidth. And that way, that'll solve the issue. And, and on the on the opposite side, if you're living by yourself and paying for all this speed, you probably don't need to be paying for all that speed because you're on your own or just you and your partner, and that's enough to, to suit. So maybe you might have the 50 instead of the 100. That'll do the trick. A lot of tips there, but 
I think there are some things we can improve. Dropouts, I don't know about that. You'll talk to your telco, but you can make your get more consistent speed for sure. If you want to see all of that research, you can check it out in our story at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Now, if you're an online gamer, you want the best performance while still helping to maintain your computer's security. And that's exactly what Norton 360 for Gamers offers. The patented game optimizer technology can help maximize gaming performance while still helping to maintain the level of security you've come to expect from Norton LifeLock. Game Optimizer can free your PC from power-hungry programs running in the background that eat up your system's resources, helping you get more performance out of your rig. Whether you're a hardcore gamer or just a casual player, Norton 360 for Gamers helps provide multiple layers of protection for your devices, game accounts and digital assets. Norton 360 for Gamers also includes features that help protect against cyber threats including malware and webcam takeovers. If you want to help ensure all the available computing power of your system is allocated to the game for maximum performance, while still helping to maintain maximum protection, then put Norton 360 for Gamers on your team. Listeners of the Tech Guide podcast will receive a 50% discount to a year's subscription of Norton 360 for Gamers by using the promo code TECHGUIDE when they visit au.norton.com forward slash techguide. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. Kicking off the reviews this week is the Bowers and Wilkins Zeppelin. Now, this is an unmistakable speaker. It's called Zeppelin because I think it looks like, isn't that like the the airship, the Zeppelin? This big, look like, like, like the Hindenburg type ship. The Zeppelin, not Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin we're talking about and this is their this has been around this shape product has been around for a while it's been refined over the years and we have reviewed the very latest version and this is an all-in-one speaker system so this is ain't this ain't your average bluetooth speaker this is <laughs> this is your bluetooth speaker on steroids and offering you remarkable quality and it looks as good as it sounds. That's what I've said on my review. It's a beautiful look, beautiful looks and beautiful sound. And it it takes up a little bit of space. It's about, I think it's about 60 centimetres long. It's it's not small. But that shape allows it, there's room to move in there so that they can fit in the dedicated left and right speaker assemblies. There's a large 150 millimetre subwoofer and all of that's powered by 240 watts of amplification. So uh, you can tell the authority of the sound that comes out of this thing is is amazing. The components are all precisely mounted. Sort of there's this ultra rigid enclosure so there's no vibrations. And what you get is just this remarkable sound quality. Just clarity, but also that authority. So really this epic soundstage with you know not only giving you the sort of the broader sound but also all the nuance to hear all the detail of your music at the same time and what I like about it too is that the subwoofer does provide the icing on the cake I think it doesn't it adds a nice it makes its presence felt as I've written in my review without taking over I think that you do you hear some systems where the bass is trying to be the boss 
And I'm not a fan of that. There are other people who, who like that. And a lot of the headphones and stuff are uh, designed to sort of offer that really epic bass. But I think true audiophiles, they know that bass has its place. And I think in this instance, the Zeppelin offers it perfectly. The Zeppelin's tweeters are paired with the 90mm mid-range drivers and also utilises the Bowers and Wilkins' proprietary technology with their fixed suspension transducer. Now, this is the same technology they use in their floor-standing speakers, including the 800 series Diamond. So these are like reference speakers. Same technology they use in that with their suspend, fixed suspension transducer is also on board the Zeppelin as well. Now, you can connect to the speaker via Bluetooth. Uh, it, it is really simple to put in pairing mode. There is also the Bowers and Wilkins Music app. Uh, and what the app does, it allows you to link your music services like TuneIn, Tidal, Deezer, all these other all these other speaker uh, these services. Uh, interestingly, Apple Music's not part of that, but you can just it does have AirPlay and, and Bluetooth, so you can connect with it uh, to uh, to hear your music through Apple Music as well. We did have issues with the app, though. I've got to say, uh, it wouldn't recognise the Zeppelin. It took a little while for it to recognise it. We'd already had to pair it manually via Bluetooth, uh, so we did that direct connection. Didn't really matter because uh, the app wouldn't allow us to link Apple Music through there anyway. So we just we just manually linked, and it sounded terrific. And but as I said, it's got AirPlay too, so you can play directly from your Apple device. Also has aptX adaptive Bluetooth, so it plays nicely with both iOS devices and Android devices. So no, doesn't prejudice anyone there. Uh, and and whether you're connecting via Bluetooth uh, directly or through the app, that does not in any way affect the audio quality or the experience. It is a remarkable sound at its loudest it'll knock the roof off it's it's quite loud uh but still and hardly any distortion either it's just completely just totally remarkable bowers and wilkins absolute masters of their craft with this product and uh i, I what i like about it is that it's kind of it's it's compact to a degree but it's an all-in-one system like you could buy a player and you can buy speakers and a separate subwoofer and and look if that's what you want to do that's great but if you want a sort of the convenience of an all-in-one speaker that offers this stunning quality and just beautiful looks as well then the bowers and wilkins zeppelin is right up your alley it's available in black or white the one we reviewed was the white zeppelin but there is black as well if you prefer that uh, it is a very stylish-looking unit. There's a nice underneath the logos is beautiful glow onto the metal stand, so it does. It looks quite nice at the same time. There are also the manual controls on the top rear panel of the of the unit as well. But that elongated football shape is a real eye catcher. I think a lot of people are going to be commenting on not only how good it sounds, but also how lovely and beautiful it looks. Uh, so yeah, and, and another good thing too is that uh, there will be a firmware update coming. Uh, that's a good thing about Bowers and Wilkins products. They constantly update them with firmware that you can run through the companion app. And what's going to happen with the Zeppelin is that it's going to have multi-room capability. So you can you can use the Zeppelins as part of a multi-room system, uh, which is exciting. But that that uh, update, I, I checked yesterday. It wasn't uh, there yet, but it should be coming, they said, early 2022. So keep an eye on for that. The Bauer, uh, Bowers and Wilkins Zeppelin. It's a, it's a thing of beauty. It's great to look at, but also beautiful to listen to as well. If you want to read our complete review, head over to techguide.com.au.
I know there's a lot of Canon fans out there, and uh, they, they hang on every release uh, that they put out. And uh, the latest got a lot of uh, Canon fanboys and girls excited. It's the EOS R5C. This is Canon's first full-frame 8K cinema camera. And it kind of, it's a best of both worlds scenario. So it merges sort of the pro filmmaking features of the cinema EOS range with the photo capabilities of the EOS R systems. So because people are shooting video, of course, in great quality and also they want to take photos as well. So this is the best of both worlds. You're getting 45 megapixel stills as well as high fidelity 8K capture. Now, it's got the full-frame CMOS sensor, the Digic-X processor, and the RF mount. So it's, it's compatible with EF, RF uh, lenses as well. So you've got a lot of choices for glass there if you want to add, uh, add your own lenses that you might already own. It can capture 8K at 30 frames per second raw recording. But if, you've, if you connect the EOS to a power source it can record 8K at 60 frames per second. So it does need that external power, otherwise it will drain the battery too quickly. So, But at 30 frames, you're good, raw recording, or up to 60 frames per second if you've got an external power source. Now, the, there is an internal active cooling system, so you can film for hours in high-quality 8K. So that that's another development. So the... the, the Older cameras tend to heat up other brands. I won't mention them, but there have been issues with them overheating and shutting down after a little while. But Canon have addressed that, obviously. It also supports HDR via PQ and HLG, along with Canon's popular Log3 Gamma. So if you're a filmmaker, you're going to be capturing true-to-life videos. The EOS R5C has also uh, autofocus technology, so it tracks people's eyes in real time, and can follow their head as well. Even if they look away, it'll still follow their noggin so they stay in focus. Now, on the still side, still amazing performance and fast burst rates of up to 20 frames per second. That's really cool. There are also two memory card slots. So one will fit a CF Express 2.0 Type B. The other will have a UHS-2 SD card. And what this allows is you could have like simultaneous recording options. So you can record different formats and different resolutions and bit depths to each card at the same time. So later on, you can think, okay, I like this one better. I want to do that one. So uh, I think that that's that's remarkable also. It's also uh, using, as I mentioned, the RF mount. So uh, it'll be used. So Canon's EF, RF and Cinema Lens lineup will be compatible. Now, you're going to have to wait, though, till March for the EOS R5C. I know all of you are desperately getting want to get this camera in your hand. It's not going to be available till March. And it's, uh, as far as I know, body only, it's going to be 7499 bucks. which I think if you're a videographer, professional photographer, I think that's uh, you guys are going to be saying, shut up and take my money. Because uh, this is, as I said, the, uh, Canon's very first full-frame 8K cinema camera. That's a big deal. The EOS R5C, you're going to have to wait till March, unfortunately. 7499 bucks. Also, too, interestingly, all Canon cameras, including this one, are supported by the company's five-year warranty. That is... 
if that's not something to give you peace of mind, I don't know what is. Uh, not not many other camera companies offer that kind of warranty. Canon though have been. They will if if others do. Uh, it's only because they followed Canon in. Canon were the first to offer a five year warranty. If you want to take a closer look at the Canon Canon, I should say Canon Canon EOS R5C, check it out. Techguide.com.au. And you know what? It's back to school time, and I bet if you're a parent listening to this and your child might be year six, year seven, maybe starting high school, they're hassling you for an iPhone. And you know what? If you can afford a new iPhone, good luck to you. You want to buy your child a $1,500 iPhone, that's your business. But I know for a fact that most parents can't afford that. And if their child insists on having an iPhone, there are a lot of brand new Android devices you can buy. But if your child is dead set on an iPhone, then I think the option is to look at Boost Mobile's new refurbished range of iPhones. They're going to be released in Cole supermarkets this week. So they're going to have the iPhone 8, which with 64 gig of internal storage for $279. And the iPhone XR, also with 64 gig of storage, for $499. And the XR is... Uh, one of our Apple's first all-screen designs, so no home button. The a- iPhone 8's got the home button, so it's got the Touch ID, fingerprint scanner. The iPhone, uh, it also has a uh, Siri as well and a 7-megapixel selfie camera. The iPhone XR, 6.1-inch all-screen, no, no home button, Face ID, of course, powered by the A12 Bionic chip, so you can record 4K videos. Uh, so that's a step up from the 8, but 8 is going to be 279 for the iPhone 8 and just for peace of mind they have been they've passed a 72 in point inspection process I've seen them do this actually so they they have all these tests for the screen quality for the camera for the ports it's 72 point check and I've seen them doing it it's uh, it's remarkable so the phones before they're offered for sale refurbished iPhones have to pass all 72 points of this inspection not only that, each device has been completely data wiped and they've also been cross-checked with national police lost and stolen databases. So you can you're not you're not going to be getting a hot phone. That's something an added peace of mind. Also, each device comes with a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. So if you're not a fan, you can get your money back or or and it also comes with a full 12-month warranty. So if anything goes wrong with it, 12-month warranty, even though the phone, or the iPhone 8 came out four years ago. So that that's, it's or even longer than that. So good to know you've still got a 12-month warranty on the device. And I think the reason they got that confidence is because of that 72-point inspection process. They want to really make sure that it performs. So good screen, good camera, batteries working okay, performing okay, in good condition. So uh, they're the things to look out for. Now, they go on sale on Australia Day, January the 26th. And I, I think that's the timing of this is like back to school. Kids want an iPhone, but you don't, you're not, you not going to buy them a brand new iPhone because, you know, if you do, that's, that's your business. But uh, I know there's going to be a lot of people going to be lining up for these devices. Uh, they do come in a, in a little box. They also come with a charging cable and a, a little charger as well. Uh, and uh, it will also come with that 12-month warranty. Really important. Also, too, being Boost Mobile, of course, they also come 
with a a little SIM card as well. So you can, uh, if you choose to to take up the plan, you can. Uh, there's a thirty dollar prepaid SIM that you can get for less than half price at just ten bucks. So you can use that to start with, and then you can then the first recharges. You get 45 gig of data on the first three recharges, along with unlimited talk, unlimited text, national calls to nationals numbers, unlimited international standard calls, which is amazing, and text to 20 selected destinations. And get this, data-free Apple Music streaming. If you choose to go with Boost, which there'll be a SIM card in the box, so you can choose to become a Boost mobile customer as well. I think if they're bringing you a nice refurbished iPhone, that's not a bad little thing to get into as well. If you want to take a closer look at the Boost Mobile refurbed iPhones, the iPhone 8 and the iPhone XR, you can see them at techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Is your Wi-Fi struggling to keep up with your streaming, work, gaming, video calling and more? And what happens if you're doing all of that at once? When you're connected to your world by Wi-Fi, be sure it's the best. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is the best and latest in Wi-Fi. It covers your entire home with the fastest Wi-Fi for uninterrupted streaming, video calling and working and learning from home on more devices than ever before in any part of the house. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Are you ready for the best Wi-Fi ever? Find out more at netgear.com.au slash best Wi-Fi. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk is brought to you by good mates at Belkin. Belkin, if you want to get cables, chargers, power banks, all, all kinds of things, belkin.com forward slash au is where to go. Got a lot of cool products. Now, I get a lot of questions uh, on the on email and also on, on the radio. A lot of people ask me about sound bars. Sound bars are the additional product if you, you have a TV, you want to maybe take the sound quality to the next level. Our TVs are quite thin, so the speakers on board are good, not great for most, so a lot of people want to enhance that. Now, there is a little trick to connecting your sound bar and a lot of people don't realise this until they can't hear it and they, they call me on the radio. Uh, one thing you got to take note of is connect the sound bar. If you've got a recent smart TV, like I'm talking within the last four to five years, there should be a HDMI port that has ARC or EARC. And ARC stands for Audio Return Channel. So that's what you connect the sound bar through so you get that full pass-through of the sound. And the other thing you need to do is go into your settings and choose the soundbar as your output. So it's one thing having the soundbar connected, but you've also got to select it as your output. Now, the other, the other issue that I had, and we had a call on 2GB the other day, the other issue was delay. A lot of people are complaining, oh, look, you know, the, 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 the voices don't sync up with their lips on, on some shows. And there is on some TVs, I know on the TCL TVs, there is an audio delay feature as well. I don't know why you'd want that, but the, if, if you can fiddle around with that, you want zero delay, so put it to zero, and that way the syncing, the, the lip, lips and the voices should be perfectly synced. 
So other things, that's something else you need to keep an eye on. So HG, HDMI ARC or EARC, that should be the probably HDMI 1 on your TV. And also go into the settings to choose your soundbar as your output. We have come to the end of our show. If you need to find out about anything we've spoken about, you can find it at techguide.com.au. And please, get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Info at techguide.com.au is our email. Or hit the Ask Stephen icon, and that will get an email sent to me. We also want to thank our great sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you, your family, and your devices safe online. Please support the sponsors who so greatly support the Tech Guide podcast. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.